You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the 319th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with romance novelist Pamela Fernandez. Fernandez novels include In Other Words and many other novels. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Pamela Fernandez, a romance novel author. Fernandez's latest novel is In Other Words. Fernandez's short fiction has also been published in several anthologies, including Where the Stars Rise, Asian Science Fiction and Fantasy. Pamela, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Great. Well, can you read a few pages from your new novel, In Other Words? Sure. So, chapter one. Trish Holt was about six years old when her father happily announced two things. She'd got a new baby brother and she'd finally become an American citizen. More specifically, she was now an official member of the Holt family. Her new name, Trish, would be permanent, forever. And for the rest of her life, she would be reminded how grateful she should be for the privileged life other Korean orphans could only hope for. The weight of these announcements didn't make Trish any different from the usual quiet child she had come to be. It turned her into quite the opposite. She'd become even more isolated, closed. The declaration that she was somehow different made it difficult in this harborside town along the New England coast. It was something out of her hands. As a child of six, she'd come to understand that being different wasn't necessarily a good thing. And when you don't want to fight anyone, you simply join them. And she tried to blend in without highlighting her differences. She just wanted to fit in. The problem was if you have blonde-haired parents with translucent skin and blue eyes, while you have dark hair and yellow skin, you already stand out. And she didn't know real parents and kids had matching hair and eyes until a classmate in school told her so. That's when she knew she was different. That's it. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about your novel in other words yet, how would you describe the novel? Well, I would describe it as a multicultural romance um, that is focused on a Korean orphan who's 
now kind of been accepted into the American uh, family and how she's struggling with her identity and then her concept of love changes because of this 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 love that she missed as, as, as an adopted child. And do you remember the original idea that led you to write in other words? Yeah, originally... Um, I picked a theme. Uh, the theme was adoption. And quite frankly, I didn't know a lot about it. But the more I read about, uh, you know, there are forums online, there are groups online. And the more I read, the more I realized that this was this was a much bigger, bigger issue than we think. I mean, my perception was that once you're adopted, you're always happy because you're in a family, you're in a home. That's not always the case. And so that's where I started researching and, and the idea you know, of this romance came up. And so what was your path to publication before you published your first novel? Had you always wanted to be a writer? Yeah, I always wanted to uh, write fiction, um, but somehow I was sucked into doing medical writing and, you know, writing for work, writing for research, and it never really took off. In 2013, I won a competition, and that was a romance competition for Asian romance. And that's where I started. And now seven years later, um, I've managed to be published with smaller presses and, and, and uh, even gone on to write women's fiction. So it's it's been a very long but uh, different journey, starting from small competitions to the bigger houses. And so when you start thinking about a new novel, do you tend to focus on one idea or are you choosing from a variety of ideas before you decide on one to focus on? Well, I think when you write a uh, romance, uh, people usually pick a trope and then they go on from there. Um, I usually pick a theme because I feel like there is no point in writing a standard, you know, cookie cutter romance. We all know A meets B, A falls in love with B, and then in the end, A and B are together. But uh, to give the book and the characters some real life, some real meat, there has to be a theme uh, that runs through the entire book. And so I usually start off with a theme. And like in this case was adoption and then start developing everything from there. And so what's, what is your writing process like once you have that idea and that theme um, in your mind? Do you outline and plan your novel extensively or do you write more organically? Well, uh, I usually, uh, when I started, I used to first just, you know, go wherever the story took me. And I find that that's, uh, that wastes a lot of time. And I feel like also that sometimes you end up writing like 10,000 words, but then they're really not helpful for the story. So um, now I I kind of outline, I use one of um, um, J.K. Rowling's methods where she has a, a simple page. She just has a sheet where she has two columns. So she's got one column where the primary uh, plot is happening and this the second column has a, a secondary plot happening. And then you just marry the two in each chapter and, and, and that's how you keep the story going. So I, when I start the story now, I usually have um, final word count in mind. And then I have that page with me all the time, the, the primary and the secondary. And I keep... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
looking at that to, to see where the story is going because otherwise you just keep writing and writing and writing and then you have to chop it off later so it's just a waste of time yeah and and so you you just um explain how uh you your writing has changed somewhat in terms of going from a more organic to to a, you know a little more structured in terms of how you're writing have you noticed any other changes in your writing process from novel to novel uh, I've noticed that if you do it more often, it tends to come more organically. Um, earlier, there would be days where you don't feel like writing. I mean, it would happen to me a lot that I know I don't feel like writing. Or I don't want to. The ideas just don't come. But if you have a, a structure like that in place, then, you know, you, you know where the story is going. You know what's going to happen. You know what you want to do or achieve, at least for that 3,000 words. You know what, what you plan to do. So... Uh, that has changed. And secondly, I can write more as a result of that. You know, I can do more books per year. And with the, the current market shifting, people are putting out books every month. So <laughs> so, so it, it's getting harder. And so you can write more if you just organize better. And I think I've gotten better at that and I'm, I'm writing more according to that. So have you started thinking about or have you started writing your next novel? Yeah, I actually did this. Uh, this this pandemic period has has kind of um, helped me prioritize all the writing work. I did four different manuscripts in the last forty five days. Wow! So yeah, I, I I managed to just have the ideas, get the get the plots done, and then started banging out the words because otherwise you just tend to waste time. And <laughs> I wanted to make a good use of my uh, good good use of all the hours I had. So. I let my imagination go and started writing. Yeah. Great. Well, what advice would you have for <laughs> aspiring writers who may be listening and are working and writing their own stories or novels? I would say believe in your own book, you know, the one that you want to write. And I feel like today, even if you listen to many um, author podcasts and, and there's always somebody who comes and says, you know, this is the market right now. You need to write this to the market. And, and and even the host sometimes will say, well, yeah, I think I need to write this book, you know, just so that we can sell more and we can go to whatever and sell it like this and sell it like that. But I think um, you need to believe in your own book and write the book you want to write, you know, the one that you believe in, because you'll only be able to effectively sell something that you yourself believe in. So I would say uh, stop worrying about the market and just, just focus on your book. And and so what books, fiction or nonfiction, have you read recently that made an impression on you and that you would recommend? Well, I recently read uh, a, a debut novel by um, Josie Silver. It was It's called One Day in December. Beautiful book, beautiful romance. And it's it's a romance that goes over, you know, 10 years. And, and the, the, the most beautiful part of the book is they share just one kiss in the entire book. <laughs> but But just... You know, the, the meeting of the eyes, the, the, the small moments, the way they've been captured, it's just beautiful. And I thought, since I write romance like that, I thought, you know, where are all the other authors who are writing books like these? And she's one of them. I mean, absolutely beautiful romance. Um, I read, um, I've actually been uh, reading Donna uh, Tartt's The Goldfinch. It was a Pulitzer winner in 2014. And I'm struggling to get through that book because <laughs> each sentence has 13 commas. And by the time the sentence the sentence is over, I don't know what she was talking about in the first place. So, you know, I have had to reread that book a number of times, but hey, it won a Pulitzer. Yeah, exactly. 
So, so where can people find you online if they'd like to learn about more about you and your books? Well, my books are online with most uh, big publishers. Um, I am at PamelaQFernandez.com. That's my website um, where I put out all the information about my books, uh, podcasts, everything. So um, if you want any of the books, they're usually on most booksellers. Yeah, they're available everywhere. Great. And what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> it's the Christian Circle podcast that's mainly geared towards my uh, nonfiction writing. Yeah. And so what nonfiction writing do you do? Well, I usually uh, write Christian nonfiction based on my own um, uh, Christian journey and then mm -hmm. what um, my friends or family and, you know, the many people that I interact with because we're part of a very big community um, and, and what we are learning on this journey. So um, my first was uh, for the unemployed Christian and then it was for the single Christian. And now we're doing a book, I think, hopefully this year we should have it out. It's on the grieving Christian. And so how is it for you going um, from writing a romance or writing a novel to nonfiction? Uh, the one thing I think is, uh, you know, when you write fiction, you tend to bleed a little of yourself. But then it's not all you. Whereas when you're writing nonfiction, you have to get very real with your own emotions, with um, uh, with with what you're going through, your experiences. And I feel like there's a lot more research that is required. Um, whereas in fiction, you can make anything up. <laughs> No one's going to say anything to you. Whereas in uh, nonfiction, you, you need to fact check everything you say in, in a book. I mean, every line, every every statistic, every quote has to be checked and rechecked. And, and so it's, it's a different, more strenuous form of writing. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Pamela Fernandez, author of In Other Words. You can go gra grab a copy of the ebook now. Pamela, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.